before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that the first part of this podcast, the audio got a little crazy. So I'm actually using some of the audio from the video recording and therefore the sounds will shift. But I just thought I'd let you know so you're aware that the sounds are a little different on both sides of each clip. And thanks again for listening. Okay, let's get into it. is going to be a bonus episode, a shorter episode, and I am glad you're here. Sorry, I'm a little scruffily. <clears throat> is that better? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But anyway, hello. I resist the urge to say good morning because it might not be the morning for you, but it's the morning here. So, hi. I hope you had a great sleep. I hope you had a great yesterday. And I hope you have a fantastic today. Today, we're gonna have a brief conversation about something very, very, very important for us retired people pleasers. I say retired because we're letting it go already. It's over, we're not gonna keep doing it. Let it go. I would sing the song, but I don't need to do that on air. Anyway, (laughs) we need to let it go. If you have been a people pleaser, you have been used to saying yes more than you want to so you can avoid other people's wrath and disappointment. And also so you can kind of get what you want. Because let's be real, I think at the end of the day, being a people pleaser it still produces a result that you want. It still produces something that you desire. And that is closeness with the person. And I choose the word closeness and not intimacy because a lot of times it's not actually intimacy that you're experiencing. It's closeness. It's this feeling and illusion of intimacy, but it's not true intimacy. It's this feeling that we are, you know, either good friends or really good family, like close family members, or that we're in love when we're not. You know, it's that, it's that idea that if I do what they want, they will stay and stick around and then I can feel that comfort and not feel alone and not lose those fake feelings of intimacy but the sad truth is is it's not really intimacy so you don't really experience true intimacy and then you get kind of the short end of the stick at the end because then they are less likely to stay that's the truth of the matter if you're not experiencing true intimacy they have no true reason to stay. It's kind of like when you plant something in the ground. If you only plant it, you know, two inches deep, three inches deep, even if it grows, even if it sprouts something, even if it gets somewhere, it is easily uprooted and pulled out of the ground. Whereas like if you're planting a tree, for example, 
obviously you're going to dig a hole, a decently deep hole, because you want the roots to go down into the earth and spread out so that the tree is sturdy. When the wind blows, when storms hit, when people try to climb it or push it over, that the tree is sturdy enough, it's not going to be uprooted and it's not going anywhere. That's how real intimacy works. And if it's not deep enough, if you're not connecting at a deep enough level, if you're not allowing yourself to be truly seen by other people, it's not going to be there in the long run. It's easily uprooted and it's easy for someone to say, I'm done with you. I'm going no contact or I don't ever want to see you again or you know, this didn't get very far, so I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter how long you're in this relationship. It's easily uprooted. (laughs) And I use a relationship loosely because it's not really a relationship. It's not really a true connection. And there are people in my life that have done a good job of planting themselves only a couple inches deep. And thinking that it was much deeper. You know, they thought it was deeper because there was physical closeness. They thought it was deeper because we did fun things together. And that's nice. And there's nothing wrong with having fun with someone. But if it's not truly deep, if we're not talking about our deepest issues, our deepest fears, our deepest desires, if it's not mutually intimate, then it's easy for me to walk away because it's like, okay, we're not really that close, right? You know, I know that you like a certain food or, you know, you have a favorite dessert, but I don't know about anything about your pain, And when I do, I only know it because you use it as a weapon during arguing. You know, you haven't actually used it to build a bridge and a connection. So how am I supposed to think we're close? I too have also done the same thing where I have had friendships because I'm afraid. Well, I used to be really afraid of closeness. Now I'm not as afraid of closeness. Um, But I used to be really afraid of closeness because I was so used to people leaving. I was so used to the fear of abandonment because I had experienced a lot of leaving, not realizing that I was shooting myself in the foot and I was stuck in these cycles of leaving because I didn't allow a depth. I didn't allow a closeness and that fucked me over. And that's totally my fault. But let's say you have started to allow closeness and you hit a snag because something happens and you need to say no. Maybe you and this person were supposed to do something that you both kind of wanted to do, but then the way it needed to be done was not cool with you. Or maybe this person wanted to do something you genuinely didn't want to do. And you need to say no. You need to speak up for yourself. You need to stand up for yourself and you're afraid now because you're starting to allow a connection. You're starting to allow depth and you're afraid that they'll still try to uproot themselves and go. 
I want you to know, if someone wants to leave, let them leave. If someone wants to go, let them go. You have no control over people and where they plant themselves in their lives. You have no control of the decisions people make. No control. You, there's nothing that you can do that will make someone stay with you. Not truly. And I know that sounds crazy because some people are doing things to make people stay with them. But that person is still less likely to stay with you because they know, or maybe subconsciously, maybe not consciously, but they do know that you're just doing it to make them stay. They know you're not really committed to it. And therefore... You need to practice recognizing that you can't do things to make people stay. It's just like you can't do things to make people change. Not really, because people don't really even change for other people. They technically change for themselves, right? If they, if they are told they need to change, they can be told they need to change by 10 people. But maybe on the 10th person, they realize, I do need to change but they realize that decision because they realized how much change benefits them, how much change grow, grows them and evolves them. Um, but you can't make them change. That's a choice they have to make for themselves. And if you're withholding your no, if you're constantly saying yes, in order for people to stay in order for people to change, in order for people to be what you want them to be, just let them go. It's not worth it. Because they're not living in their truest, highest self, and you're not living in your truest, highest self in that dynamic. There's a story I'm going to share real quick. I'm not going to give you a lot of details. Um, but lately, I've been... Connecting with old friends and building new friendships. And I've been getting to know new people. I spent a long time isolating myself in my early and mid-20s. Like, gradually, I became more and more isolated during those years. And I've basically spent the last, like, six, seven months undoing that. <laughs> and it's been an interesting journey. And there's a person that I very recently started to connect with. We'll say their name is Rin. And me and this person, we went to lunch just the other day. And it was a decent lunch. It was a decent conversation, a good time. And then within the next couple of days, we had the chance to do something together. But this person wanted to do something that I am not comfortable with that I'm not comfortable doing. And it would have been nice to at least have them around because at the time I was having hardcore FOMO and I was extremely bored and I was like trying to figure out what to do with myself and my time. Not realizing, duh, Christian, it's okay to be by yourself and be bored sometimes. Like you don't have to fill your schedule. <laughs> But honestly, I probably did realize it. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to accept it. That happens. But I was talking to this person, we were texting, and I was like, you know what? I don't 
really want to do that. I'm not comfortable doing that. And if that's the case, then I guess you can just stay home and we won't meet up. <laughs> they kind of sounded like maybe they were willing to like compromise and do things my way, but probably not. Maybe another day. And I was actually just kind of like sad. I was sad. Like I almost cried. Now this is natural for me to feel like crying. <laughs> so don't freak out. Um, I am a sensitive but hard-shelled woman. I'm like M&M's, okay? <laughs> there's soft chocolate on the inside, but there's hard chocolate on the outside, okay? And so me like starting to feel that like I kind of want to cry feeling was because I was sad that the only reason I wasn't going to spend time with this person and hang out with this person, Rin, was because I said no to something they wanted to do that I was very uncomfortable with. But I very quickly, my conscious, my intuition was telling my heart, fuck that, you're gonna be okay. You're standing up for yourself. You're setting boundaries. You're not comfortable. It's okay if you stay here and just chill and watch a movie by yourself. Like, you're good. It's okay. It's okay. And this person, obviously, they have no clue that I'm having this pep talk with myself. But I am. I'm having this pep talk with myself. And I'm reminding myself that if I would have compromised and done the thing that was kind of dangerous... I would have regretted it because it would have introduced me to so much more stress and danger, you know? It would put me in a situation that was risky, an amount of risk that I do not want to experience. And I was making the right choice and I was being wise, but it was still hard and I was still sad. But then by the time I fell asleep, I was like, you know what, though? Like, if that means I can't be their friend, if that means I have to start over with, like, someone else and build a new connection with someone else, like, Rin can go live their life, and that's fine. That's totally fine, and that's totally healthy because I'm standing up for me, and if they're not okay with me standing up for me, it's not a connection I need to have in my life. You know, I didn't trash talk the person. I didn't trash talk them in my head. I was just like, you know, they want to do that thing. And for them, that's not dangerous. For me, that's dangerous. My perspective sees that as not safe. But they don't see that as not safe. I'm not going to bash them for it, but I just don't agree. And therefore, if they're not cool with me setting boundaries, if they stop talking to me for good or whatever, you know, that's their choice. And I had to remind myself it's okay for me to, like, have space and lose connections simply because I say no. That's okay and that's healthy because you don't want people in your life that you can't say no to. I've been there. I've had people in my life that I've tried to set boundaries with, and it's just, like, constant issues. Why would I want to sign myself up for the same shit? 
with new people. Especially in this case where, like, the boundary is for my safety. That's not wise. And that's not worth it. So I want to encourage you to remember the things that I said. You know, allow yourself to be seen. Allow yourself to build intimacy. Allow yourself to have connections that have deep roots. But also part of that experience is to say no and stand up for yourself. Why? Because you're better off being around people you can say no to. You will have less stress and less toxicity in your life. You will make less compromises. You're making wiser choices. You're going to do better in life. I'm not saying be around people that constantly say no to you because there should be balance. And I'm not saying you should constantly say no to people because there should be balance. But there should be a sense that you are safe enough to say no when you are uncomfortable and they are okay with your no. And vice versa. They should be able to say no to you when they're uncomfortable. And you should be okay. That's a healthy connection. That's a healthy relationship, friendship, family, dynamic, everything. And if you're not comfortable enough to say no and set boundaries, it's not a good relationship and you got to get out of that shit. That's not safe. That is not safe at all. If you can't set a boundary and say, hey, can you talk to me in this way instead of in this way? Can you give me respect in this way? Can you ask me things instead of assuming things? If you can't, if you can't meet someone mutually and say, we're both adults, can you treat me with enough respect that you're able to listen to my boundaries? If you can't do that, then it's not worth it. And let them go. Let them leave. Because you can't control people. You can't control whether or not they change. You can't control whether or not they adhere to your boundaries. And if they don't want to adhere to your boundaries, it's time to just let it go. Because they're not going to really be there for you. They're not going to root for you. They're not going to support you for real. It's all going to be surface level. And it's all going to be things that feed them and not you. So don't do that. That's just not healthy for you. Stand in your no. It is so much more worth it. And yeah, that means you might be alone on nights you don't want to be alone. When you want to go out with friends. When you want to bond with family members. Maybe you don't get to go to certain family events. The reunion might not be something on your calendar. (laughs) It just might not. Maybe that means you don't date this person and the relationship is over before it began. That's okay. It's okay to start over with somebody new. It's okay to have space because that space is in peace and not in turmoil. And it's so much better to be alone and in peace and not lonely, but just alone and in peace than to be connected in stress and toxicity. So real quick, we're gonna read some affirmations as we do in these bonus episodes. And I want you to replay these, repeat them, write them down or whatever, but just a reminder, they're on my Pinterest account. And if it's not linked below, it's just at Nicole. 
So it should be easy to find. The first affirmation is, I know my value and don't settle. Two, I am not responsible for other people's reactions. Three, I do not need to comply to other people's wishes simply because they're upset. Four, I can set healthy boundaries and keep them. And five, I won't change my boundaries just because someone else doesn't respect them. I hope these help you as you go forward, retired people pleaser. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Feel free to comment and answer the polls. And also don't forget to share this with somebody, another retired people pleaser you might know to help them, you know, remember to not only set boundaries, but maintain them to stand in their no and to create healthier relationships and connections. I'm so glad you're here and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Thank you.